Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me starring me megan ranks and my co-host and producer and the reason anything gets done melissa diamond thank you for the full name you're welcome you want me to list out your full name no it's okay i have okay. too many names i know also speaking of names so i love coming up with baby names not coming up with them i'm not like mckinley brinley fantasia balupa that? <laughs> me trying to combine all of these ones brindley mckinley array ali 
I don't like to make up my own names, but I like love baby names. Like I love just like randomly Googling baby names. I love like watching videos, doing baby names. And one came to me. As a premonition? No, no. This was what I wanted my name to be. Oh, you can change it. I think I've I've outgrown the desire for this name, but I was like, maybe that's the chance to do it for my child. I have not yet brought it up to Mott's. We're also not pregnant at this moment. No, I am not pregnant at this moment. He will have nothing to do with it. Like he won't have anything to do with he it. He will have a small semen-sized amount to do with it. And that is it. I told him, I was like, you are never gonna be allowed people saying, We're pregnant. No, no, no. I would be pregnant. That's something so I'll wait till you say this name. Oh no. Okay, I'm on the fence about this. So just know that. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say it on camera. I'll say it and then you say if it's so bad that like we'll include it because you can't use it. Topanga. Oh. I felt like Topanga was like very out there when we were children and it was on Boy Meets World. But then when I moved to California and knew that it was like they Mm -hmm. clearly took it from Topanga that's here in California. But is this an indigenous name? Because then that would make it problematic. Oh, that's a really good point. It probably is. It probably is. I mean, look it up. I would be more shocked if it wasn't. Yeah. So if that is. Oh, yeah. Hard pass. If that is something, then no, you will not be using that as a name. Oh, great. It is. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. Don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. You get to rule out names so fast. Same thing with like, I'm not engaged yet, but wedding venues and all of that. You can rule things out quickly. Thank you. Easy for me to filter. Mm Mm-hmm perfection and then it's a little shocking when people don't and i'm like oh yeah well <laughs> this is an advice podcast <laughs> where we give wonderful life-changing advice if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com we ask that you keep it under three minutes or we demand we actually demand you keep it under three minutes you will be cut off so we suggest writing down everything you're going to say pulling out the timer app on your phone or like, you know, a manual timer and seeing how long it is. And then you can make sure you have all of like the relevant information, the ages of everybody involved. We keep it all anonymous, but like we need the the nitty gritty details. Don't leave the really important things out, but like you can leave out that you think someone's like really, 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 really cute. Or like he's got such a big dick. Unless it's like relative to the story, like he He ripped his dick, railed me and I'm bleeding out my ear. It came out of my mouth. (laughs) Then keep it to yourself. Do you think if you got fucked by a dick big enough, you could get a hernia? Yes. Nurses? Actually, I don't know how many nurses listen to us. Anyone in the medical field? Because, you know, nurses, that stereotype. It's a little iffy. Yeah. Rachel, are you a nurse? (laughs) Let us know. I'll text my friend Sarah right now. I would love to know. But if you are a listener and you are a nurse and you want to tell us, don't send any like personal stories of patients because like that's not a HIPAA violation, but a moral like violation. But just a yes, you can. I've seen it, but not like I had a patient one time who did blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm not into that. I don't like the laughing about. I can laugh at like an anti-vaxxer. That's pretty much it. Yeah. (sighs) Well, oh, let us know your pronouns. You'd be 18 or over. Have your parents permission. And you also have to sign up for the fact that you're either going to be potentially roasted or you have to let us know if you are sensitive, which there's nothing wrong with being sensitive. You have to let us know at the start if you are sensitive and fragile. And if you don't let us know and then we come for your throat, you can't be surprised and sad. Mm. We also launched another show called But Am I Wrong? Please check it out. We're having so much fun with that. The description that people have given is if you don't take our advice, that's when you end up on But Am I Wrong? Right. It's a great time. 
And the episode we just recorded, I think, is potentially going to piss off a lot of people. Well, things happen. Shit happens. So what's new with you? I can't really think of anything right now. What about you? I'll come. I'll circle back. (laughs) Mots and I are still looking for a house. I just need everyone to know that like we're going to be doing this for a very long time, I'm assuming. And yeah, got my nephew's birthday is actually tomorrow, but his birthday, it's not a birthday party. We're just going over there and I'm bringing a cake. So I'm doing that this weekend. And so I have to bake a cake and I'm doing a starfish themed cake. I think it's gonna be really cute. I like made a whole, like, I've never done this before, but like now that I have an iPad, like I am Britney Spears, my iPad, like I got a new iPad and I cannot be stopped. So I made like a cake template to like decorate different ideas to decorate it. And I'm obsessed with it. I also started playing Sims Mobile on my iPad. I started like annotating scripts in my iPad. Like I am an iPad girly girl. Like catch me at a sports game, taking a picture of that. <laughs> well, first of all, I would have to attend a sports game. You go to soccer games. Not in this economy. I know, in not this... now, but like you do go to soccer games. Oh, without a doubt. But like you will not catch me in a group of people pausing near other people long enough to take a picture of other people. Oh germs 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 mm. oh and we got our boosters nice that's the other update i have a video talking about a vlog in us getting our boosters and i talk about which one i got our experience surprise it was great <laughs> shocker loved it big fan as someone who's had covid big fan of vaccines big fan of getting boosted big fan of doing anything to protect myself from getting COVID. I'm excited. I tried to schedule mine, but it wouldn't let me because I'm not at my six month. Yeah. I was scheduling it for mm-hmm. when I would be, but I can't, they won't let me until I'm actually there. So pretty soon. Yeah. <gasps> Exciting. Yeah, I'm trying to get it before I go home. Good call. To Arkansas. You're doing that. Um, yeah. I know, but that's not new news. I announced it a while ago. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've just run into just like a, a slew of bad luck. Recently. The last two weeks, you and I have both been like, not necessarily going through it, but just like chicken it's head cut like, off. Yeah, it's just like little things that mm-hmm. just like a lot of people keep rescheduling on me. I got my new desk and table thing that I've been waiting on for months and or like a couple months and they came ruined. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I ordered my kitchen table and chairs and the kitchen table was ruined three times. Oh, the massage chair that I got. Oh, yeah. One sucks and two, like the arm screws, they don't line up. So like I'm waiting to get the refund on that so i can get a different chair it's just like just like a slew of bad luck things. it's like your own personal mercury and retrograde yeah, yeah maybe the stars have put, said this to us oh gosh someone said that also if you sing along to songs you are manifesting what they're singing <laughs> if so i would be rich as fuck also the ass i would have yes come on check out the uh, but am i wrong to hear all of the hot takes on manifesting culture Oh, yeah. I mean, other than that, I'm doubling up on a lot of episodes for other podcasts because and which we'll be doing soon, too, because the holidays are coming up. I just kind of feel dead to the world right now, but I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I'm doing like Friendsgiving on the Sunday and then I'm not doing anything the rest of the week. I only have one thing scheduled for that Monday and then we're recording on Tuesday, but I don't count us together as work. But then I'm like looking, everybody's like, you don't want to go home with your family for Thanksgiving or you don't want to like hang out with other people. I'm like, no, because these are like, I will have three solid days of no one bothering me. 
And I am looking forward to that. Like I'm looking forward to it so much because I have been just like so tired and so just like doing so many things recently. So it will be like a mini vacation for me. Well, also like the entertainment industry and like working here, it's like we have our own adult finals week Mm -hmm. because like you then go essentially on break and hiatus because everything does. But like work is still being put out during those times. It is like finals. Like Mm -hmm. you do all of this shit before to like prepare for all of that. So like, I also think that like, I don't know anyone who like works in our industry, like as an adult who like Thanksgiving is just like a blip to get to our actual break. Cause you're like, well, I can't get too far out of my Mm -hmm. game. Like can't turn off yet. Right. Can't really unplug. Just like, you know, halfway. So I'm just, I'm just like counting down the days to that. I'm excited for you. Thank you. You get to hang out with all the little kiddos. So cute. cute. That's the best. Well, that's what's new with us, everybody. Um, (laughs) And we're going to hop into our update. So they will give us the whole lowdown. All right. So my original call, I believed it was titled, like, I feel behind my friends. And I just basically felt financially like I was behind everyone. So for example, I'm in college. So my friends got like full tuition scholarships plus extra. So they get paid to go to school. I had a partial scholarship. I had a little bit of money saved up. They have like tens of thousands. So I just felt really behind them. And I had like a really bad paying job. And so I just wanted advice on if I should stay on with a bad paying job, but it was good for my career, or if I should take a job with my friend, which paid more, but wasn't like anything I wanted to do or in my field. But I have some exciting updates. So right after the call, I got a notification that I had won a full tuition scholarship. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. And I even got a little bit left over to pay off my outstanding student loans. So that's incredible. Fuck yes. Yeah, that's all good now. And then a little bit after that, I got a call back for an internship in my field and it paid double what my old job was. So I'm currently doing that. Oh my God. Um, Can I have whatever good thoughts? Can you send them my way? Please. like, you don't have to pay for college now. You're out of debt as far as college goes. And you got like double the money for your job. And you don't have to sacrifice like to be in like a job that like you didn't want to do. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. Good juju. Like you're surrounded by good juju. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that was just kind of like good luck after good luck. And I even talked to my friend and I just thought this was interesting. She was talking about she wants to like take summer classes. She's like, because I feel like I'm going to fall behind you guys. So I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, you're graduating in three years. Everyone else is in four. So I don't want to fall behind you in terms of how long it'll take to graduate. And I was like, you feel behind me. I literally called a podcast. <laughs> it was like, I feel behind them because they have like a good job and make money. And so I just thought that was interesting. Like you might be jealous of what someone else has, but they're looking at you wanting mm-hmm. what you have. But also it all kind of resolved itself. So Oh my that's gosh. What I did. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. But that's a great point. Like, that's always what yeah, happens. The grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. It's, you know, the same's there for a reason. Literally. Like, everybody, like, we look at someone anytime, like, I'm like looking at someone kind of like envious. I'm like, Megan, they probably have done the same thing to you. And if not them, someone else in my life is like, oh, I wish I had that kind of thing. So, wow. Oh my God. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And I need some of this good luck. 
<laughs> Give me this good luck so I can buy a house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've just had bad luck after bad luck for the last two weeks. So yeah. I just need something positive sent my way. Sending all the good luck. I wish good luck on everyone listening to this. Hopefully get that job. Or... Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for giving me the update. I'm so happy that this is where you're at and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure everybody will be very excited to hear because this is a very relatable call. Mm -hmm. We got so Mm -hmm. many people calling being like, oh my gosh, like I've been through this exact thing and all of that. So I think, I think people really resonate with it and we're sprinkling the good luck all around all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Can I ask you, how do your friends have tens of thousands of dollars? Like, do they come from money? Oh no. So I, I did the don't blame them kind of ask this too. So they actually don't come from money. So they have need-based grants on top of their merit-based scholarship. And both of them have been working since we were like 16 and they don't have to pay bills with their parents. So that's nice. Like their parents cover that, but they saved like 90% of what they made. And they've been working 40 hours in high school. I got it. Okay. That makes sense then. To have a merit-based scholarship on top of that's like such a small... Per- it's the, I'm assuming you probably know like the 1% of people who have both of those things. Yeah. Because most people in college no. are in mounds of debt. Yeah. Yeah. So like it can be also hard when you're in your social circle and you're like, oh God, it feels like everyone's like this. And like, and it's like, oh no, actually it just might be the only people who are like this are the people I'm around. Right. Like these might be the exclusively the only ones. <laughs> they really are. And they're like, Danielle, why are you even paying? I'm like, that I was too good. Well, uh, we went to an in-state college. Uh, they don't live in dorms. So like, it's like really affordable. It's still like, I mean, it's, it's college, but at the same time, like, it's still like the, the, the requirement for like need-based scholarships, like is not accurately representative at all because it was like one of those things that it was like, sure, my family could use every amount of dollar they've ever made to cover my college but then they would be bankrupt and mm-hmm. homeless. And it was like, oh, but I didn't qualify for need-based income. We're right. like, well, you don't need it. And I was like, well, like, I, I'm having to pay for yeah. it. So like, it is you. It is a very unique situation for, mm. and they do that on purpose, a small amount of people. Mm. So, well, amazing. Happy for you. Continue crushing it. You are, I mean, at some point you're going to be at the Grammys with Harry Styles. Like, this is just like <laughs> luck after luck after luck after luck. So... Happy for you. Thank you. And thanks for giving us the update. No problem. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye, you too. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Honestly, like, could not have written it better. Like, this is like all of the luck in the world. I wish I had. I asked her. I was like, I wish I had your luck. Even, I mean, I'm paying back loans too from Mm -hmm. school, so. And I also think that, like, like we said on that, so many people called in and was like, this is such a universal experience Mm -hmm. and like you know having even like friends compare to you that you're like wait i was comparing myself to you like what do you mean right so happy to see that that turned around and also hoping that like you know we all get that agree should we get into calls let's do it yay hi megan and melissa i'm calling because i just started a new job in the end of may basically june where i have a lot more influence and not necessarily power but just more higher up in my company slash institution. And I am the youngest in my group. I am almost 24. The second oldest, I think, is about 27, 28, something along those lines. And then the age range goes up to about 52 being the oldest. How do I show that I'm not an idiot? 
there is some like pre pre existing thoughts that because I'm younger that I may not be able to do the same acts or what have you as my counterpart because there's three of us in the exact same position, same pay, what have you. And there's one specific one and our group is all women except one um male and I don't like this male, it's kind of a piece of shit. Talk shit about my sister in law for wanting to um homeschool their kids. It's a whole stupid mess. But he um whenever I introduced him because he just joined the company where I've been at the company in different positions for three years. So everyone knows me. And I would say, Hey, this is blah 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 my counterpart at this location and he would huff or be like, eh, not really. And I'd look at him and say, yes, you are. So basically, how do I show that my age doesn't matter, but also at the same time, how do I respectfully tell an, an older gentleman, uh, shut the fuck up without losing my job? Thank you. I don't think this is an age thing. I think this is a man thing. Yeah. And I think he's probably ageist and sexist, but I think the overarching thing for him right now is sexism and you're an easier target because you're younger to mm-hmm. him in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I will also say a huge part of ageism is sexism. When we talk about like women getting older versus men getting older, like ageism is incredibly sexist. How we perceive young women is very different than how we perceive like young men. I think like what you've said so far about like how you deal with the interactions like no you are my counterpart like that is I think you're doing a great job I guess like maybe I would say that like I like this would be like a power move that I would do but again like please stop me if I'm incorrect in this because like I've never worked in like a this kind I've never been in this kind of workplace before but I would be like hey I want to schedule like a meeting and a time to talk to you and it's like so when I introduce you to people and I introduce you as my counterpart like Let's talk about that because it seems like every time I do that, you you seem to have some sort of aversion to that title and you're fighting that. So like, can I hear what you have to say? Like, even though we have the same title, same I wouldn't position, even say pay. that. I would kind of be like, I'm going to give you the opportunity right now that like I it, it is kind of a leading question, but like I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to fight it back in that way. Like I'm kind of going to let you dig your own grave and like see what if I give you the reins. How far are you going to go into this? And then I'm going to report it to HR or my boss. But I'm going to like find out. It's like, so like, and then sure, maybe it's like, maybe it's a really insightful conversation that he's like, he recognizes that what he's doing is ageist and sexist, or maybe he like completely like lies about it. But I think if you can have that conversation with him, I think it's kind of a power move to be like, I notice, like I see. And if he does it again, like he's knows that he's not, he's not slick with this. Like it's not, he's not pulling one over you. You're aware of it. And then if he keeps doing it, then it's like, Hey, let's get another meeting. Like, let's talk about that. Like, do you want to unpack that now? Or you can even say it in the moment then after you've had this, like sit down with him. But I'm curious if you kind of, if you give a man a microphone, (laughs) I'm kind of curious what he would, the hole he would dig himself in. But I don't think he'd realize it was a hole. He's going to talk over her. And see, then I would report it to your boss because he's six months there. You're three years. Yeah, you're three years into the job. When I introduce him to people, I would be like, he just started at the company. This is blah, blah, blah. They just started at the company six months ago. He's a brand new. He's a baby here. We're so excited mm-hmm. to have him. Welcome aboard, champ. Oh, God. Yeah. Everything Megan said. See how he reacts. Have the conversation with him. I don't necessarily know how to do it in like 
it like because you're in a work environment Mm -hmm. and so like my snarky response back to that would be like oh someone's feeling a little emasculated by like like you can't can't say say that that. so like i think that like maybe just putting them on the spot and be like oh did you get a title change oh my god you got a promotion that is so exciting what is it and like he didn't like you know that and so then it suddenly has to be like oh no he he just didn't want the person you're introducing him to to think that you have this have the same job but you you do, do. Mm-hmm. so yeah maybe it'd be like oh my gosh i had no idea you yeah. have to tell me everything or, or just like oh what do you mean not really yeah make him explain it there's mm-hmm. nothing like when someone says something like sexist or something like i don't get it could you explain that yeah and it's like oh, i was making it jo- i don't get the joke what was the what is what is it have him dig his own grave. And I also think like, depending on your relationship with your boss, like it doesn't sound like this person is like saying anything like really, really like, this seems like a very casual ages and sexism thing. It doesn't seem so overt in a way that I would like let your boss know ahead of time and then like report back to them. Like, I think that depending on the outcome, like you can definitely tell your boss in HR, but I don't think that you need to involve anyone else if you don't feel like you need to. And you seem with confident and incredibly like, solid and like sure mm. of yourself but fuck, fuck this dude i want to like a freaky friday like body switch with you and like i want to play this out with you know what i mean like i just like want to be there when it's like oh oh you, you got a you got a promotion mm. huh. and just like having the well, no oh so, but you we don't have the same title anymore well no we do oh so what do you mean like i would just kill for that kind of confrontation yeah. right now yeah. crush him with your brain <laughs> All right. Next one. Next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 22 years old. My boyfriend is 22 years old as well. I use she, her pronouns and my boyfriend uses he, him pronouns. So I just want to get right into it. I'm kind of going through a lot right now. I'm struggling a lot mentally. I work full time. I am a full time graduate student and life is just a lot right now. It's hitting me like a fucking ton of bricks. With that being said, I'm going through what I think is a depressive episode. It's just affecting my daily life um, and it's affecting basically everything. And the reason why I called is because of this depressive episode, it is also affecting my sex life with my boyfriend. I don't know if it's specifically my depressive episode or just everything that I fucking have going on in my life, like stopping my libido from going, but it's just becoming a lot. Um, I'm also on birth control and, you know, fucking taking vitamins like maca and all of that. And nothing seems to be helping. And it's affecting my relationship a lot just because my boyfriend is a very sexual person and I'm not able to meet that. Um, and sometimes it leads to misunderstandings because, you know, he's very understanding to everything else and he knows that I'm just going through a lot and, He's just always there for me. But when it comes to like the sexual stuff, sometimes it can lead to bigger issues and disagreements just because he feels that he's being understanding to everything else and I'm not being understanding to his needs. And I don't know what to do about that. And it's kind of annoying (laughs) sometimes because I feel like I'm going through a lot and, you know, like correct me if I'm wrong, but does it really matter if you get your nut? Like, I don't know. I feel like depression over fucking busting a nut is not the same thing. But I also understand because we have been in a relationship for over five years and 
He's just been very understanding to all of my situations because I've been through a lot with him um, during the span of our relationship. So I just want to know if I'm not being understanding and, you know, maybe just suck it up a little bit and get him to where he needs to be sexually or anything else, or if he's the one being like not understanding towards my situation. Like I said, I've been through a lot with him and he has been very understanding, but it's just in the moment right now, it's just kind of irritating me. So please let me know. Um, give me tough love if you need to or anything like that. Thanks. He's making this sound like you, like you're just withholding sex from him for no reason. And also that like, I've dealt with so much. You owe me sex. Mm-hmm. He's either <laughs> making you feel that way or no, he's making no, you yeah, feel that way. You might not think that he is saying that outwardly, but that's how you have been made to feel. Mm-hmm. And you said it two times yeah the way that you are describing like he is he has dealt with a lot i've been like you're saying i've been through a lot and he's dealt with a lot those are not like comparable things like you going through things regardless of what those things were like he doesn't get like there is not this like scoreboard of like well i was went through this 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 and this like especially with things like this regarding mental health i'm like you don't get a pat on the back for dealing with me and my depressive episode. You're either my boyfriend and my partner or you're not. Like, that's not something that like should ever be held above your head in this kind of way at all. And like, this does just kind of feel like I'm so understanding for everything. And like, I I just need you to be understanding about this. No, that's not how it works. There is a huge, huge, huge red flag. And I'm specifically in this case, this, I'm sure this happens everywhere, but like in my experience as like a heterosexual person, men who want to have sex with women who don't want to have sex with them. I have a low sex drive right now. I don't want to have sex. Why are you trying to convince me to have sex with you? I don't want to. You shouldn't want to have sex with me. You shouldn't want to have sex with somebody that does not want to have sex, that's not capable of having sex. And quite frankly... You don't want to have sex. You can't have sex. You're not in the mood to have sex. You're putting in a lot of effort to try to get in the mood to have sex. And what is he doing? Is he doing anything that makes you want to have sex with him? No. He's pressuring you. You have so much bigger shit to deal with when you're depressed and to have your boyfriend be like, I get that you're depressed, but like suck my dick. Like, please. Like, again, that's like conflating. Your depression is at the same level and of importance and of serious like severity as like my nuts right now. Like, and those are just like not the same thing at all. If Mox is like, do you want to have sex? And I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, you don't want to have sex? I'm like, no, I just like didn't think about it. He's like, well, no, if you're not in the mood, I don't have sex then. And I'm like, well, no, I just didn't cross my mind. So I'm like, yeah, but like there should never be any coercion. There should be never anything less than like enthusiastic consent. But as a partner, especially for someone you've been dating for five years, you should never feel comfortable having to talk your partner into having sex or guilt your partner into having sex with you and making them feel like they owe you sex. Mm -hmm. And you've been, and you said, should I do something to get him where he needs to be? Where do you need to be? In a different relationship. Not here. Not fucking here. And I don't, I think that the way that you're describing him is like, you're saying that he's like really been, he's dealt with a lot. You're saying this as if you're like a chore list. Right. As if like you are a skin tag, as if you're, you are something that is like not like a wonderful, great, joyous, light, wonderful, perfect thing in his life that like he is lucky. And like, sure, you can go through hard things as a couple and like you can support your partner. But like, as much as you're saying that he is, it doesn't sound like it is because it sounds like it comes at a price. And it sounds like he is keeping track of that and he's using that as a means to get what he needs. 
which is not what you do with a partnership. Again, like your partner goes through the loss in the family. Like you support your partner through that loss. That's not about you. And sure, it can be hard. Go to therapy, like talk about like you have a partner who gets sick. Like it's really hard on people. Like when someone goes through something, like it is hard on the circle that they're leaning on and all of that. And so what do you do? You go to your friends, you go talk with your friends, you go talk with the therapist and all of that. You don't use the person who has gone through the hurt. You don't use those things back at them to get something that you want. Because then that's not, you You didn't do that because you love them. It's, it feels, it feels very conditional. Hmm. There is a way to be respectful, especially when you've been with someone for this amount of time of their needs and what you both need in these points. And like, if he's seeing the value of like getting through this depressive episode is the same thing as like him nutting, like that's a major issue. Cause that doesn't seem like he's either, li- that doesn't seem like he's listening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course I know. Yeah. It's, he's not listening. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be with you to be with you. He wants to be with you to get, to get off, you know? Yeah. When you're with someone sexually, it should be mutually giving and giving. And he just wants to get. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter similar to like consent, like the fact that you have had sex in your relationship before and you've been very sexual and this has changed, you don't owe that ever Mm -hmm. at any point. Like Mm -hmm. every time that you're being intimate with someone like that is like a whole new level. I mean, that's a whole new, you have to consent every time to absolutely everything. And like relationships go through phases and people go through phases and all of that. And like the biggest thing that should be the priority for him is like whatever he can do to support you through the depressive episode and help you through the things that you are going through. And instead of doing that, he's saying that he's doing that while simultaneously holding it over your head as if it is a burden to support you. Right. And it's a burden that should be rewarded with sex. Yeah. Ask yourself if you want to be with somebody that's not going to support you. Yeah. And again, as a depressed person who also is a very sexual person, like your sex life ebbs and flows like this. Like if you are depression or not sex your sex life hundred percent on top of it just if you're truly supporting your partner through their mental health the last fucking thing and that's why it sounds like he doesn't listen because i'm like imagine like you're like a like a close family member just died would you be like hey want to have sex right now no but like it, you're not choosing to understand what you're going through in a terms of grief or uh, a feeling that you can't necessarily comprehend or care to understand and so you're comparing it as like a, I deal with so much. The thing is like, he doesn't want to be with you physically because if he did, then he would want you to be enthusiastic about it. You're not going to be. So like, if he just wants to get off and bust nut, go fucking masturbate. Like, you don't even have to need to tell him that. That's what I'm that's saying. Like, that's the thing is like, if he just wants to get off, why isn't he masturbating? And he's trying to make it your problem and it's not your problem. No. And again, like, why, why are you trying so hard to come on to me right now and have sex with me when I've said repeatedly, I don't want to have sex Mm -hmm. with you? That scares me. It is not deterring you at all. And it's just making you be, come on, please, please, please. No. The biggest turnoff should be someone who does not want to have sex with you. Right. And also it's not about him. Yeah. He's completely making this whole, whole, whole thing about him. This is like a moral, this is like a, a big moral and character flaw that like you shouldn't have to tell your boyfriend who is 22 years old of five years. Hey, have you thought about masturbating? Like he, like keep this fucking shit to yourself, dude. Like if you're upset that you're not having sex, like that should be overruled by like, but you know, like this, wow. I can't believe I even thought that like, she's going through so much right now. Like I should just support her. Let me go jack off in the bathroom. But him putting that on you in general, he just wants you to know this is like an, it's emotionally manipulative as well. 
Like, well, I want you to know that I'm really upset. And I know you're dealing with a lot, but I'm really upset that you're not sucking my dick. I deal with so much. I know you're going through a lot, but I deal with you going through a lot. And like, I feel like I, you know, I only do that so I can get this in return. Fuck him. Fuck fuck him. him. No, break up with him. Dump his ass. The audacity to fight with someone who's in a depressive episode about not having sex with you. I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like, that's so low. And I think you know this. I think you do. You do. Dump him. All right. Time for a break. Ooh. Okay. We'll take a quick break and we'll right back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not 
getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you 
and listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We are back from our break and we're going to get into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 23. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, my fiance is also 23. He goes by he, him. And the third party, his lovely mother, goes by she, her. So I just wanted to hop on here and ask. I know this might be a little oddball as it does involve a child, but I was curious if you have any advice on toxic mother-in-laws. So a little backstory. My fiance is a mama's boy through and through, um, obsessed with his mom and she enables him very much. So having our son, my fiance has done a great job, but whenever his mother is around, he acts like he doesn't know how to do anything. And his mom enables it and says, well, I'll help you, sweetie. I'll do this for you. And it makes me want to to the throat. You know what I mean? Anyway, second off, he's bad with money. I manage our money. And I asked her, please don't give him any money because then he buys things he doesn't need. And it like enables the bad behavior around money. And what does she do? She gives him a credit card. Well, what does he do? He maxes out the credit card. We just had a baby. I'm on maternity leave. And it was a whole situation because we couldn't pay off the credit card and it became a whole thing. Lastly, she keeps bringing around six people to my son after I've told her numerous times. She kisses him when I've asked not to, don't touch his hands. He's putting them in his mouth, all this stuff. And he got sick for the first time after she had brought someone around who was sick. So I'm just curious what I should do. I'm not really sure how to go about this. I haven't spoken to her in four weeks after I confronted her about bringing sick people around my son. So I just don't know where to go from here. Thanks so much. I love the podcast. Bye. Congratulations on your baby. Thank him for his semen donation. Oh, my God. Well, let's start with him acting like he doesn't know how to do anything. I would just call him out and be like, why are you pretending like you don't know how to do this? Like you just changed the baby's diaper an hour ago. Like I would just constantly call him out on things. Like why, why are you pretending like you don't know how to do things in front of your mom? Like while she's standing, like the mom's standing there. Yeah. I hate this shit so, so much. And I don't want to be like negative at all. <laughs> but when we talk about like 
especially like mother-in-law, like family or like top, like friends involved, like any other third parties outside of your relationship when they are making an issue of your relationship. The question we always ask is like, what does your partner do to like defend you? How does your partner support you? Are they on this side? And he's not, it is him and his mom versus you in these moments. And I think that when she's not there, it's your family unit. It's like, he's yeah, he it seems like he can do everything when she's not there and it's all of that. But ask yourself if he had to choose between which family, what family is he going to choose? Don't ask him. No, no, I'm saying ask yourself in this. Oh, ask no, 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 no. Don't ask him that. But ask yourself, is he going to choose his son and me or would he choose his mom? Because I think that from there, that influences the approach to this. Because I think regardless, you need to have like a conversation with him. But at the end of the day, if he is like, what my mom says goes, this is what it is. And like, this is how it's going to be. You have to make the call. Do I want to have to be the sole protector of my son in these situations? And do I want to have to deal with this? Because like, no, you can put the work in and have a conversation with her and all of that, but you are outnumbered. And it is highly unlikely that she is going to change her ways when you are the one asking and not her own son. And there's not really much on the line for her in that way. So I just think that like the bad with money red flag and like the credit card maxing out, like that's like really bad. And like, especially he's doing that now when you're not married yet. And then when you get married, that affects your, I mean, it already affects you, but then it also, once you get married, it becomes your debt as well. The big thing, I wouldn't get married yet. I would be like, until you can have, we, I can trust you financially. I can't do this because it will affect you long, long after you, mm-hmm. if you eventually get divorced, like right. that is something that will affect you and subsequently affect your son as well. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that you cross your fingers and hopes gets better. Or like right now, what you've been doing is you've been managing the money. So he can't do this kind of stuff. It's not a solution. It's like a bandaid to try and prevent this kind of thing. But like, there is no actual real like change. He's unless he takes some financial courses and learns how to be financially responsible. Like I would, I would say that before we get married, then you need to learn about fine like being bad with money is not a thing i read this in a book that i got being bad with money is not a thing you can be uneducated about money but being bad with money is not a thing because you there are solutions to fixing that i am not good with money in the sense that like i'm not good with numbers i'm not good with that so i ha- i pay people to be better with my money with like investing and doing that kind of stuff like i pay people to do that but I also am not like an overspender. I'm definitely like an underspender. Mm-hmm. I can budget. I'm just not really great with numbers. So yeah. I pay people to do the things that I'm not good at. But it's but like everybody doesn't have that privilege, but there are financial literacy yeah. things that you can look into and learn about it. Hell, you can listen to podcast. Gabby has a podcast called Bad With Money. <laughs> well, I also just think if you know that you're bad with money, so like for me, I don't give myself the opportunity, like the things that I'm not good at, I don't do and mm-hmm. I delegate. But that translates to me being like, I understand where my limits are, regardless of like how, what you do with those things for him. It's not that it's just, 
I like being reckless with my money mm-hmm. and I don't care. And unless you like bubble wrap me and tie my hands behind my back, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. Like you're having to like cage him. He's acting as if he has no agency in the decisions that he's making. And that's incredibly dangerous because like you can't, you're, then you're going to have like two fucking children. Right. I mean, you already do. Literally. When his mom comes over, he pretends like he doesn't know how to be a fucking dad. Like he's a fucking child taking care of his little brother. That's like the least attractive thing in the entire world. Yeah. Like if anything, he should be like showing off to his mom. Like, look what I can do. There is like, especially with like mom, boy, mom. Like there is like a very, very, very intense enabling that happens that is detrimental to like their adult son's life growing up. And I think it honestly, it happens to a large, large, large majority of men. And it is up to them (laughs) to work on that and to have to, to make those changes. And if he doesn't want to make those changes, he's not going to. Mm -hmm. And like, at this point, like if you've had these conversations with him over and over and over again, and he's not, you then have to make the decision of, can my son and I live with this and then live in this way? Because it's, you're basically having to go to battle against all of them all the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about it in the future of like, oh, like, I don't know, like not saying that the mother-in-law is like anti-vax, but like thinking of like, oh, vaccinating my kid, like doing, making these decisions in regarding to my kid, like, do I feel comfortable having uh her come pick up the kid and no she's yeah. gonna have sick people around the baby like who brings a sick person around a baby especially during during a pandemic it's fucked yeah. and also you have a baby like six months ago or some shit right like w- when i get around a baby the first thing i do is wash my mm-hmm. hands that's the first thing i do in a pandemic I'm going to actually, I'm not even seeing any babies, yeah. right? like baby babies right now during the pandemic. And then because there's still a chance mm-hmm. like I could be walking around and don't even know I have something. Also, like no mask. If the baby got sick, they probably didn't have on a mask. Like either. Sticking the baby's hands, hands in her mouth. mouth. Like all of this is just awful behavior. This is no boundaries. She is no, she's not respecting boundaries with you because she doesn't have boundaries with your son mm-hmm. and your son. I mean, with your, well, with, you're right. True. But she has no boundaries <laughs> with her son and her son. He's okay with that. And if you are not able to create those boundaries and he's not on that side with you and upholding those boundaries, they're not, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And like, that really sucks to say that like, you just have to ask yourself, like, it can be quick to being like, how do I solve this problem? But when you're the only one who sees it as a problem, the solution is getting out of the problem. Right. The only way to stop her from coming around with sick people is for him to have a conversation. If you haven't expressed all these thoughts and feelings with him, then it's not going to do any good. I also think if you haven't at this point, I think it's because you know... I mean, they're also like 22 and like... yeah. That's true. But I mean, she's confronted the mom and told the mom to nod. So like they haven't talked in four weeks. If you're just having the conversation with the mom and not your fiance, then it makes it look like you're just coming off at the as the bad guy. And you're just you're the only one that feels. And he's allowing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's an intention on its intention on his part. There is hope (laughs) for like chronic mother, like mama's boys. But like, yes, sometimes it is terminal. And like, that is when you have to create those boundaries. And there is no solution to it. The solution to it is someone who wants to change. Mm -hmm. It is the mama's boy who wants to change and wants to create those boundaries and uphold those boundaries. And they really work on it. And that involves like 
therapy, open communication with you, all of those kinds of things. And it just doesn't seem like he's willing or able to do that. And you can't make him do that. Right. Nothing irks you more than like people just touching babies that like, no. Kissing their faces, putting hands in the mouth. My doctor has like a, I think her baby's like seven or eight months old or whatever. It's a pandemic baby. And she was like, oh, the amount of times I would go on walks, he'd be like, oh my God, can I hug the baby? And she was like, no, you're a stranger on the sidewalk and it's COVID. I'm trying to like not even be near you. Like you cannot touch my baby. I hate people. Me too. All right. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 26-year-old bisexual cis male. And I was seeing a 20-year-old cis male too, bisexual. I know you say not to, but I was seeing a coworker. He was a manager for Greyguard and I was a manager for Morning. We've been talking for about eight months continuously. And he, even our coworkers could actually tell that there was something going between us. I finally got the courage to ask him on a date last month. And he said, yeah, we went on two days. The second one, we had a little fire next to a river here within my town. We're talking and getting to know a lot about each other, but more. He knew how it was before we started dating or going on a date, should I say. I'm not the most serious person. He told me that I'm not a type. So the next day, seeing him at work, I asked him as he was leaving, why would he go on a date with me if I wasn't a type? He said, it's because I'm not serious. I'm not a serious person. It's not the person I've been told to. So my question for you is, do I keep being myself and actually just a carefree person? Or do I immediately change myself to be a more serious person? That I know every person I'm going to date is going to tell me the same thing. A little more information is this was his first ever thing with a person. So it was an experience for him. He was changing a little bit, I could tell, on our first date. He told me not to really take him in front of his house. On the second date itself, well, on the time that I would pick him up and we'd hang out a little bit more and drop him off, he would not mind me kissing in front of his house. He would just kiss me right there in front of his house. So he was changing a little bit too. But love you guys. Yeah. I have questions. Like, what is serious? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it could be like the caller just like jokes about everything. The antonym that he you used was carefree. And so that's a really specific kind of serious that I would say is like the opposite of being carefree. Mm-hmm. And this to me, I also I kind of just wonder if you're like specifically going repeatedly going for the same kind of person over and over again. And then not to like therapize you, but I would be like a therapist would be like, oh, do you have like, was there a relationship in a past relationship in your life, like friendship, like familial or like romantic in that way of someone who had a very similar like personality to this that like didn't end up well and like trying to like recreate that. I don't know if that's it at all. I think it's kind of unlikely, but it is just feels like carefree is like such a positive trait in that way that like, I, I think I could understand it more if it's like, oh, self-deprecating. Oh, I don't want to settle down ever. Like I'm like, you know, free spirit kind of like, I don't ever want to have kids. I don't want to get married. I want to like travel for the rest of my life. I'm not really into like deep discussions. I like to keep things really surface level. 
But like, that's something that like two dates in, like, what do you mean serious? Like, how serious are you two dates in in general? But also like, to answer your question, no, you shouldn't change who you are. No. You are who you are. Your coworker knew who you were before they have a problem. Like there's something going on with them. You should never change who you are to satisfy anyone. I'm I'm with you. Like you should never, ever change in that way. But I, I do think that like, yeah, if you get the same feedback over and over and over again from someone, there's a high likelihood that it's literally just a coincidence. It could be the people that you are going after. It could be like a self-sabotage kind of thing. But it also like, yeah, there is a chance that it could be like, hey, is there something specific that I am doing? And then like, I would be like, let me give you an exit exam for this relationship or like whatever this is. But like, you have to be more fucking specific because it's like, oh, is it serious in the sense that I'm not looking for anything serious right now? And you are. But also like, do friends say the same thing about you? Yeah. It's kind of, I know you don't watch it, but on Insecure, this one uh, character, she cracks jokes all the time. And she's got to the point now where she feels like every no one ever takes her seriously and mm. they take her as a joke. And so she's like, started to do some like deep soul searching to figure out why she always makes a joke out of everything. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that could definitely like apply here. I just think that like, if people are going to tell you why that they're ending things with you or whatever, <laughs> you have to be specific if like, I don't know. I mean, personally, like, I just think I'm like, I would rather not know it all than have you like, can we get this like broad kind of term that doesn't really mean anything. And mm-hmm. it's also not a negative thing at all. But it could be that like, maybe if it's like saying that like, you're not that serious and like, you always like to keep things like lighthearted and like, you're just really fun and you don't like to get like bogged down or have really like, I don't want to say deep discussions, but you know, those people who like at a party, like just like sit down and like talk to each other, like just them two. And they're like not socializing and they're talking about like climate change. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's not the vibe I'm trying to catch. 80% of the time, I think it could be a coincidence. I think if this happened 90% of the time on the dates that you've gone through would be like, who am I attracted to? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I attracted to in people? And what am I going after? Like, I think Mott's is definitely like, he's like very goofy with me, but like, he's way more of a serious person in general than I am. And like, there can be like a really great balance with that. But I think that like, if someone is serious and wants to date someone serious and they know you and they've met you and all of that, that's on them. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you go out with me and think that you can't change, like that you're going to like change me and all of that stuff. I dated all of the same guys over and over and over again. That wasn't a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me. And I didn't need to change myself for them. It was like, oh, why am I attracted to this? Like, why am I going after all of this? Right. Because maybe you're really actually attracted to like, maybe like you, like the character in Insecure. Like maybe like you've always kind of been like goofy and fun and silly and carefree and all of that stuff. But you are really attracted to people who, and I'm using a lot of like, <laughs> compare and contrast of like serious versus carefree. That's like, I have no idea what they mean in this instance. I don't want to say that I'm calling you like not ambitious or something like that. But like, if that was the case that you are really attracted to people who are really like stable and really like work oriented and are very ambitious and all that. And maybe it's, you've never self-identified with those traits. So you've been attracted to those traits and other people. And what really is going on is like, you would like to kind of try that out for yourself, but you haven't been like, you haven't processed that and had that conversation with yourself about it but fucking boring people they weren't for you no so don't cry over spilled milk 
Also, stop dating co-workers because then you, if this was somebody that you didn't have to see all the time, you wouldn't have like lingering questions. Also, don't date 20-year-olds. Yeah. It's not worth it. Don't do it. If a 20-year-old told me like, you're just not that serious, I would be like, get the fuck out of here, you child. Look at me. I'm going to a bar. What are you doing? Even though I don't even like going to bars, but like. Truly, it's being like them being like, hey, they're sipping their like virgin martini at like Saddle Ranch because the only fucking place you could go because they're under 21. I just don't think you're that serious as they still have their like college sweatshirt on and their fucking sippy cup and their braces. Sit down, you child. Anyways, well, on that note, do we have a don't play in memory? Yeah, we do. This is the uh, the time where we play one of you all calling and leaving us a voicemail and letting us know your thoughts, your personal experiences. Maybe you have your own advice based on a call from a previous episode. So maybe you went through something similar or you, like us, just love to talk. I do want to say we had numerous don't blame thems for this. Thank this you all. This one was like a, a hot, hot hot one. Ooh, I wonder which one I was. Off on it too. So I picked one out of the many, but there were several, several, several good ones. And I'll, I'll say my favorite line from another one mm. too. Okay. Ready? Yep. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I was calling as a don't blame them for the call where the girl's friend was dating someone from Colombia, and she was worried. Um, I just wanted to call from the perspective of someone who is dating someone who is from a different country. When I first started dating my boyfriend, a lot of my friends were super judgmental. And it was never as outward as this call is being, but just little things like asking me if his parents spoke English right off the bat or asking me, like, if he could say something in his native language. Just things that, like, you know... People should not ask you about your new boyfriend. I've never had someone come up to me when I was dating a white guy and be like, oh my gosh, do his parents speak English or do they speak French? Like, those aren't things you ask people. So for this caller to be like, oh, like, what if he's sex trafficking her? If the only thing you know about him is his race. And you're saying, what if he's sex trafficking her? You don't know if he has connections to a sex trafficker. You just know that he's Colombian. Then that's racism. And you should really reflect on that, especially because you're saying that your friend doesn't open up to you. I think she doesn't open up to you because you judge her. And I think you should really think about that because you seem to be going back on and like, bringing this all back to the fact that she doesn't open up to you and that's your reason for being worried. But I think you should really think about the reason that she doesn't open up to you and reflect on how you treat her and your other friends and patterns you might see in your friendship of people not opening up to you because you're clearly coming from a place of judgment. And I know that's kind of like harsh to say, and all of this is kind of harsh to say, but if you don't fix this, then you're going to not only be losing friends, but hurting people. And I don't think that's fair to the people around you. So that's kind of my input. It's a little bit harsh, but I thought that it was important to say like how hurtful even small comments can be, let alone saying that her boyfriend is a sex trafficker because of the country he came from. So yeah, bye. I just want to say you sound like someone who like got called in class in like a lecture and is just like so casually like, oh yeah, and it's like, and then this in the reading and then this in the reading and then this in the reading, like 
this was just such like a very well delivered roast. I just can imagine being friends with you and like wanting you in my corner to like just anything because they're like, well, no, and you're doing this. Like, that's going to be a really big issue later in life. And like, yeah, I mean, it boils down to like, it's just incredibly racist. Like, I just, (laughs) the calm tone throughout all of this, while again, seamlessly delivering like a beautiful, beautiful read on her. I'm impressed. Damn. Like you're the parent in like the PTA that I'm like, you get shit done. And people don't even like, they're like, wow. Can I play another one? Hi, I'm calling in for a don't blame them. Um, by the way, hi, Megan and Melissa. <laughs> Sorry for the caller who's worried about her friend going to Columbia with her boyfriend. I literally got to work and I'm heading in in about five minutes because I can't stop thinking about this freaking call. I, can't, I haven't even finished the episode yet because I'm just so mad. <laughs> um, yeah, so Latin America is not a monolith. Um, all of the things you hear about sex trafficking happens everywhere. It happens in the U.S., happens in Latin America, happens literally everywhere because financial straits and people taking advantage of other people. The rhetoric you hear about Latin America is very much propaganda against that type of society because the U.S. has brainwashed us. And also, the U.S. is the one who destabilized Latin America. So why don't we just take a step back and stop judging people who are from countries like El Salvador, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, etc., and accept that these are real people with real families, and uh, what you hear on TV is not even close to reality. So hopefully that was coherent because I'm so freaking angry. I grew up around like 50% Latin American people and these are the coolest people ever. <laughs> My best friend is a DACA recipient and yeah, so think about what you got to say and hopefully your friend uh, doesn't say your friend. Goodbye. That was it. <laughs> wow. You were like restrain, restrain, restrain. Fuck you and fuck yourself. Wow. I have goosebumps. That was great. (laughs) That's all I was waiting for. That was absolutely great. Yeah. So this call, when this episode came out, I immediately skipped ahead and listened to the call again because I was like, I can't stop thinking about it. I truly can't. Like, I think that like, I don't know. We said it before, but like, I just am so like, what fucking planet do you live on that you regularly listen to this podcast? And like, you thought that was okay. Yeah, like, here's one thing of, like, maintaining, like, bigoted and racist beliefs or having, like, an implicit bias or, like, not being aware that, like, you have have these, like, incredibly, like, racist views. It's another thing to, like, record it <laughs> and then sit, put it for our podcast specifically. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if you have to question at any point, which means I'm, like, that you didn't question at any point, like, is this problematic? Like, people always are like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get roasted. The surefire way to get roasted is if you're racist. And there was no filtering system there. Like, didn't even cross your mind. Wild. I wonder if they're still listening. Honestly, I really hope that they did and, like, they learned from it. Mm-hmm. And then I hope they heard these, too. <laughs> I wonder if the friend starts listening and is like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely mm. wild. Well... On that note, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoy. Should we read a review or we... Sure. If there's any new ones. Let's see. 
Um, while Melissa pulls that up, I will also let you know to go leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. We really appreciate it. Get them in. So Rachel's bi-weekly review, it cancels out her negative review. Oh yeah, we didn't read her newest one. <laughs> no, 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 that's not. But I just mean like we, she did post a newest, a newer one, everybody. And just know that she bought a dictionary or a thesaurus and she's definitely trying to trying to change her vocabulary up a little bit. But happy for her. Hope she's thriving. Hope she's doing well. Hope she's manifesting all the good things for her life. And um, yeah, we also have another podcast, but am I wrong? It comes out on Thursdays. Check it out. This week's episode is great. Go listen and leave that a review too. So this comes from Sarah D. My favorite podcast by far, and I'm so happy they made another podcast so I get to listen two times a week. They give honest advice, which I appreciate as a listener for many year- years. Love them. Oh, absolutely love it. And do what Sarah <laughs> says and listen to our other podcasts as well. Speaking of Sarah, my friend, Dr. Sarah has <gasps> responded and she said, hi. <laughs> and then said it's possible i guess anything that causes increased intra-abdominal pressure can cause a hernia <gasps> thank her for her service mm-hmm. wow because that's what i thought because i'm like the way you get a hernia it could make sense that a dick could cause a hernia mm-hmm. that seems like a an easy joke to make on a tv show yeah see honestly seems like something that it probably happened on Grey's Anatomy at some point. Oh, or House. <laughs> because, I mean, on Grey's Anatomy, they've had rip. That's where I first heard about a ripped dick. Oh. Broken dick. So. Wow. How far we've come. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to follow me, I'm at Megan Ranks on all of my socials. Buy my book. Buy my presets. Follow me. My name is Melissa. You can find me as she is not Melissa all across the internet. Actually, just like in two spots. Um, Twitter and Instagram. What are you doing? Popping, locking? I'm so happy that you think that that was how it, wow. I mean, it looked like your version of what look would be. I have the best body for white people dancing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're tall and lanky. Yeah, I look like a praying mantis. Yeah, or like one of those little blowy things in the wind. Mm-hmm. But you can actually dance. The kind that lends itself mm-hmm. to the, it's okay if yeah. you have no ass and mm-hmm. that part of your body can't move. But you, like you dance for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have rhythm. Yeah, I do have rhythm, just mm-hmm. not the kind I want. I know. Twerking. Okay, well. Oh, if you're listening this far, wow, you get a gold star. Um, But if you're listening this far, go comment. What should they comment on the Instagram? The latest post. Hernia. That's it. Comment whatever emoji describes a hernia mm-hmm. to you. Or just the word hernia. You decide. Choose your own adventure. Also, you can still buy our merch. Great Christmas gift or holiday gift. Thanks, an absolutely wonderful gift. I didn't say the phone number again. I don't... It's in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Buy a sweatshirt. (laughs) Take your birth control, buy a sweatshirt, dump your racist boyfriend. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 